Hello and welcome to today's Dell Technologies and Intel podcast, in which we'll look at the most ubiquitous piece of IT equipment, the desktop computer, aka personal computer or workstation. But they are not the same. Specifically, we'll be looking at how a professional-grade precision workstation is very different to your run-of-the-mill PC and when and why you should opt for one. My name is Stephen Fennick. I'm a long-time tech journalist and regular TV and radio presenter. To explain the features and functions of workstations and to tell us when and why we should deploy them rather than PCs, I'll be joined by Martin Barnes, Client Solutions, Field Specialist, Dell Technologies. He will also introduce us to some of Dell's precision range of workstations. Before we start, we would like to acknowledge the traditional custodians of our country and acknowledge their continuing connection to land, water and community. We acknowledge the culture, the history and the languages of our First Nation peoples and pay our respects to their elders past, present and emerging. We'd also like to thank our sponsor, Intel. Martin, great for you to be with us. How are you going? Very good, thanks. Good, great to be here. Can you sum up the main features that differentiate a workstation from a PC? Yeah, I mean, if you put two side by side these days, particularly in the mobile space, you know, the layman wouldn't know the difference. But where they differ is the workstation is designed for professional workloads, enabling you to run the most demanding and professional workloads, and then you can scale them up as your business grows. Um, secondly, unthrottled performance. So they're built to keep the pressure running at maximum performance with minimal downtime um, and you know, really focus on that minimal downtime. And thirdly, they're primed for future workloads. So you know you don't know how your business needs are going to change between now and tomorrow, but you want to be ready for it. Be ready for all your content creation and your professional workload needs in the future. That's including virtual reality and you know, 4K up to your 8K resolution content creation. Can you provide some examples of situations and applications when it would be more appropriate to use a workstation rather than a PC? Sure. The first thing I just say is, you know, the old adage is time is money. And professionals who don't use workstation class systems, they just can't extract the maximum value for their time. So I break that down into a, a few things there. Firstly, the wait time. Users have to wait for time-bound tasks to complete, such as like a media rendering or complex fluid simulations or just, just big data analysis. This prevents them from moving on to the next job. And, you know, myself personally, you know, I'm easily distracted. It takes me a long time to, you know, get up and running. And if I have to keep stopping and starting, my productivity is so, um, you know, um, hampered. And I'd say, you know, there's studies to see that. I don't quote me on the numbers, but it's, it's not just me. I'm not alone in that regard. Uh, the second one would be errors and crashes. So any uncaught memory errors can cause system hangs and crashes and it always happens at the worst possible time. And that could compromise hours or days worth of productivity. Um, new workstations with error correcting and checking memory, they'll help mitigate against this and they significantly reduce the risk. The third one I'd say is limited expandability um, in regular PCs. Professional power users need to run multiple graphics cards at times. They need um, more in the way of their storage and they need capture cards and network controllers, which is that unconstrained um, IO performance to the CPU. 
And lastly is software incompatibility. Um, if you're running professional, say, um, architecture, engineering, construction or media applications, you want to make sure you've got that software, independent software certification. So your performance is guaranteed and your support's guaranteed. If something happens when you contact your software supplier, they'll say, what is the hardware you're running? And when you tell them and they go, well, that's fine, that's ISV certified, we're, we're cool with that, let's look at it, must be from our end, let's get it sorted. Now, workstations are more costly than PCs, which are produced in high volumes for the mass market. So how could an organisation justify the extra cost? In sometimes, you know, the cost is very, very minimal because in picking the mobile devices, we are leveraging the same chassis and some of the same components. It's just the additional value add that we're, we're putting in there. But I would just sum it up in two words as the old opportunity cost. You know, people are um, pinching pennies, so to speak, thinking like I'll save, a, you know, a $50 here or a few hundred dollars, maybe $1,000 um, to get a PC rather than a workstation. But the people who are using these, they're, they're high value employees. Generally, they're paid more, but their work is worth more. Um, they're producing intellectual property. They're creating new ideas, um, revenue generation. For what you're saving there, if they're, like say, interrupted continuously or they just can't run those extra um, analysis or scenarios for you, it's revenue lost. So um, you're crazy to do that. Um, you know, try explain that to your C-level executive when they're constantly waiting and saying, why didn't we, why didn't we do it? Oh, because we tried to save $100 there, here or there. Um, it just won't fly. What are the market trends for workstation usage? Like is usage growing? Uh, and are there any figures on market penetration VPCs? Look, it is growing and they, um, I haven't seen the most recent figures, so the ones I saw a few months old now. Well, I can tell you at the initially at the start of the pandemic, um, the, the workstation sales contracted. I think people were reacting, um, just trying to get um, whatever they could get their hands on to get people have a system at home. So um, there's a lot of double purchasing there and they weren't necessarily getting them the right type of hardware that people needed for their needs. And I think generally the cancer says is that people woke up and said, you know what, we actually have workstation users. They've requirements, they need workstations. So in the third quarter of 2020, you started to see workstations took off again in sales. So And the recovery has been pretty consistent ever since then. But the thing that we really saw when it took off is the bulk of that additional growth came on the, the mobile form factors. And um, that's just exploded and that's continuing to expect to do so. And we're going to see that continually grow faster in desktop. And I think you're going to see the major growth come around in say a 14 inch display size on that right. mobile. So you realise workstations, they're the only things that could do the job during that time. Exactly, exactly. Um, you know, and, and people um, upskilled in that time as well. So people who probably necessarily wouldn't have justified using a workstation before now had the skills to be able to, to do that. Are there some emerging applications that are driving the need for workstations? Um, more so applications, there's um, areas that are driving it. So, okay. So first I'd say the rapid and widespread adoption of the collaboration platform. So they are applications, so like Microsoft Teams and Zoom. So everybody's now using those, people yep. working from We're home. familiar with those, yes. Yep. Um, the second one was um, I alluded to in your previous question, and we call that, say, levelling up. So people using, say, applications where it comes to use content creation, like the Adobe Creative Cloud or um, any type of computer, aided design applications like Autotask, Autodesk, um, they have maybe been hobbyists in the past and they've had the time to develop the skills and now they want technology that matches what they can do so they can really deliver the goods. Um, thirdly is just generally technology is driving refresh 
and particularly from Intel. So Intel's 12th generation of CPUs delivers tremendous value and huge leaps in performance, especially with the introduction of a new technology called Intel ThreadDirector on Windows 11. This new architecture changes the game in terms of capability, with performance cores running workstation applications and efficiency cores managing background tasks like security and connectivity. Now, that's a new thing. You know, previous generations didn't have what they call these new cores, these what they call P cores or E cores, and that's a real game changer. Um, so you'll see that driving a lot more workstation sales. Um, the other thing I'd say is in all the applications now, you're seeing the introduction of um, artificial intelligence and data science. So things are getting getting smarter. And so therefore you, you, you need the capability that you get only in a workstation. And particularly with data science, it requires a large memory footprint because you're dealing with huge data sets. And now that the error correcting code memory is available in a number of our professional workstations, so our higher-end mobile devices and all of our fixed workstations, you'll see the integrity of data becomes a whole lot more reliable. What applications and industry verticals are seeing the biggest uptake of workstations and why? It's across the board. All market verticals have experienced double-digit growth the past couple of years, so there's none that really um, stands out. But it's worth mentioning that, say, engineering, architecture and construction, they were about 55% of the market. They still are. So um, even the smaller pockets are growing, but that 55% is growing equally. Um, and I would say even with that, even though it's so big, um, I've seen research to suggest that one in three people who use CAD applications are still not using a workstation. So there's a whole lot more growth just to come from that particular segment. And I'd say the biggest growth in 2022 and 2023 will come from average office users, though, adopting Windows 11-based systems with Intel 12th generation Core i7 and Core i9 processors, again, due to Intel ThreadDirector. Now, you couple that with both performance cores and efficiency cores, these new platforms are going to change the game, especially with the introduction of remote management capabilities now available in some of our workstations with the implementation of Intel vPro technology. What about mobile devices with workstation-grade capabilities? Is there a significant demand for those, and what applications are they being used for? Yeah, I think, this, like I say, this is where the real demand is, and I know where so I'm getting bombarded now by uh, my customers is particularly around the 14-inch. So we're going to see a lot of growth around mobile devices with a 14-inch screen. Um, and they're basically, we've got two new products we've just launched. Um, one's the Precision 3000, 3470. Um, that's got the Intel um, 12th generation Core i5, 1250p. So that's perfect for traditional laptop users that have demanding workstation applications or content creation needs. So they might have been sort of like, you know, a bit borderline. It's for almost price parity, a little jump, they can get into a, an entry-level workstation. Um, so that makes the price of that makes it a no-brainer for most of the customers. So, you know, I've, I've, you know, I leave this podcast today and I've got to get back to about 15 of them with major requirements. So what are some of the features that organisations should look for in a workstation? I look, first and foremost, we'd always say start with the applications being used. You've got to understand the applications your users are currently using or you're using, um, how they utilize the CPU, the memory, the GPU, and storage. Because different applications prioritize them differently. And so you want to basically, you know, if, if you've got a budget, you want to um, prioritize it in the right area and invest in the right areas for you. So start with the applications and understand the priority um, of the, you know, gets you to the maximum performance. So specifically when you look at the CPU, select a CPU with faster clock speeds, 
for the higher performance single threaded applications. Um, if you've got multi-threaded applications, then select a CPU with more cores for higher performance. And remember that 12th generation Intel processors have both performance cores, which target those high performance applications and efficiency cores that will run those background tasks. So the performance cores are freed up for the main job. Um, as far as the RAM goes, you want sufficient memory to support your large graphic files that are created and constantly updated. So give yourself some headroom there. And where possible, so when the um, the CPU is paired with a, obviously a, a workstation capable system board, choose ECC RAM. It finds and fixes up to 99.988% of soft memory errors. So a soft memory error is where basically, you know, your ones and your zeros, your bits, they've been flipped. And it happens all, all the time. So making say the system so much more reliable, you want to make sure you, you detect those. It'll keep your applications running smoothly and it's going to help reduce system hangs. Um, and more importantly, it's going to ensure the integrity of your data. And I'd say then particularly with Dell, we talk about the graphics cards, you know, um, choose a professional C, a GPU um, where, where possible. Um, there's a whole bunch of reasons for that. Again, they're designed to run those professional applications. They use error correcting code memory, and um, they you know they they were designed for reliable technology in those production type workloads. And then lastly is those ISV certifications. Coming back to you know picking a system that your software vendors um, have tested and validated. Can you explain a bit more about the importance of error correcting code memory (ECC) memory? Yes, happily. Look, error correcting code memory is the most often overlooked feature by users. Um, it's critical to deliver a stable engineering design platform. So um, what basically happens is all data processed on your computer spends time in system memory. And as I kind of alluded to before, it's stored as a bit, either a one or a zero. If the data is stored in your regular system memory, outside factors could cause that to blip. Now that could be anything from, say, heat or the performance of any other type of application, um, there's, a, there's a myriad of reasons to happen. But the thing is, it happens pretty frequently. So when you get a bit flip memory, often people will say, oh, I've got a blue screen of death. That's great. Your system's kind of picked it up and it's crashed, but it's when it doesn't pick it up, right? So when that happens, um, information is changed without any visible error. You're not detected to it. So an exe for example, a number that should read, $2,111,000 might come become like $14,818. So big, big difference. Not good if a bank yeah. is, is in that situation. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> and, you know, if you're developing vaccines in this current climate, right, you just don't want the errors. Um, so give you an example. If an engineer's overnight simulation, in, in top, you know, a lot of time that's what people have done in the past, run these things overnight, has a crash caused by a memory area halfway through the night, instead of seeing results in the morning, you've lost an entire day of productivity. It comes back to the whole opportunity cost before and trying to explain that to the the C-level executive, why you don't haven't delivered on time is because you saved a little bit of money and you didn't get error correcting code memory. So look, the one thing I'd like to call out though is that they um, they say one in three systems will have at least one of these correctable memory errors a year, right? That's all. <laughs> that's a lot. And the scary part is is if you've had one, you're going to up to be 228 times more likely to see another correctable memory error within a month after experiencing the first one. That's important. 
Martin, how can an organisation best map its application requirements to workstation functions and features to ensure it gets the best fit? A few ways to do it. The best and simplest way is our publicly available tool online called Dell Precision Workstation Advisor. It's four simple steps and it's going to give you four recommendations based on the um, professional application that you're using. If you want to find that online, you can find it at um, www.dell.com forward slash precision forward slash WS advisor. Or you can call your Dell account manager and ask to speak with their workstation specialist. And that's a wrap. That's all the time we have for today. A special thanks to Martin for joining me. If you'd like to learn a bit more about the features and functions of workstations from Dell Technologies and Intel, please contact your Dell account manager and ask to speak with their workstation specialist. Once again, we'd like to thank our sponsor, Intel. Thanks again for listening. Goodbye and have a great day.